Yeah, I mean, it's Brad Pitt. Uh, if he... <laughs> I think it's inspired. He, he could say that... Uh, he could just say that we are just crap. And then I think we would still be inspired to be crap. Like, I mean, that, mean... <laughs> that is a compliment, you know, in the English language. Uh, if I tell you you're the shit, then it's a compliment. Yep. If I tell you you are shit, <laughs> then... <laughs> yeah, but no, that's what I'm trying to say. Even if Brad Pitt calls me just shit not the shit i'll still be happy because brad pitt acknowledged me because man look at those abs fucking hot uh sandy going full bdsm right now <laughs> yeah yeah I, i'm not tied up right? <laughs> i'm definitely i'm not definitely i'm definitely not uh, you would want to we don't lie sandeep yeah no all right if brad pitt was in this room uh i would want brad pitt to be tied up not me but yeah yeah so sure. <laughs> yep <laughs> so on the critiques of masculinity portrayed in the movie i think uh, uh, it uh, draws cl- two clear distinctions between the two characters who are there right and marla singer who, wait who are the two characters in the movie come on abhinav yeah Clear two characters what yeah one is a narrator and the second one is tyler durden for, for those of you who didn't realize that already i guess and yeah. uh, marla singer is another important character what do you think is her role in the movie sandeep yeah before we talk about marla singer's role which i i want will get back to uh, so i just want to talk about narrator and brad pitt so the narrator played by edward norton is a regular working man he works in an insurance company a car insurance company and he's working a daily job in an environment where uh, people are definitely uninspired uh and they and to quote the movie their generation of young men brought up by women uh the narrator who's played by Edward Norton uh who is a just a regular office guy who works in a car insurance company and he's working a regular job his apartment is filled with uh stuff which is meant to provide meaning to his empty meaningless life and uh it's this lack of purpose uh, and again uh it's a lack of purpose which is brought forth in a society where uh young men no longer uh have the purpose that they used to have before like uh the generation before that they had to probably fight uh, the cold war or the yeah, vietnam war it's the basically the had a predicament of the post war condition exactly and uh, again uh, that's again repeated when he talks about how they are a generation of young men raised by women and not by their fathers i think the lack of uh, a paternal presence is quite telling what do you think about that yeah so uh, in the case of the narrator i think uh the narrator is uh in the movie especially made to be someone who who can relate to all of us you know he doesn't have a name so it can be any one of us and it is definitely uh attuned more towards the male audience uh because it's an it's a it's a critique of like masculinity and uh, i think what the film is trying to tell us is that uh the times which have changed from the uh, uh whatever cold war era or something uh the ideals of masculinity which were there present then right it doesn't apply to the modernized uh industrialized world which we are living in now 
I mean, it's not a hunter-gatherer uh, uh, world in any sense of the word. So the ideals of masculinity, which were never really modified from that point, uh, are still present in this uh, in this modernized age. So that creates something of a of an importance, I think, among uh, the youth, uh, the the men, the youthful men, or whatever. <laughs> Yeah, so I th- I mean, yeah, they don't it need not be youthful, but yeah. Men, uh, yeah, men in, in, men case, in general. Yeah. I mean, uh yeah. you I say youthful men because they are the ones who who generally don't have a a purpose, you know. I mean, the older men, they get married, they have children and then they just uh assert their meaning onto the children or their partner or whatever. They live for the other person basically. So they have a way out of it and, and the youth uh, are just frustrated they have all this anger and uh, you can see that portrayed through the dialogues and the uh, and the other stuff mentioned in the film and tyler durden i think is a manifestation yeah. of all this anger which he is yeah uh, what do you th- yeah i mean that's a really good point and also another thing which is of importance to the way people behave in this world i think uh, around uh, the 60s and 70s people used to think that we do this and we we're going to lead a happy life like we're going to go to school we're going to go to university or whatever we're going to get a degree we're going to go to job and uh, the american dream that was supposed that was yeah that was the american dream and that was supposed to make people happy and uh yeah that <laughs> didn't really happen because after that what's the purpose like uh our life kind of i think uh it's made up of targets in one sense or the other like you have to complete school you have to get your degree you have to get a job you have to do this you have to do that but what happens when you like reach all those targets what happens to you you don't really have any other targets to fulfill you don't really have any other purpose any more purpose in your life and it's hard to find a meaning to your life just like that i think some people think it's uh, yeah it's a funny thing to talk about but yeah it's it's not really easy like uh getting uh, like uh, and fight club in the sense it's giving them a target they are supposed it's giving them rules like people i mean despite the anarchy that uh, fight club proposes it still uh, revolves in rules and regulations yeah it's like you're trying fight, to deconstruct itself, deconstruct the system by making another system which ultimately doesn't work out like, yeah exactly i mean uh, people think that uh, breaking down the rules and breaking down everything uh, breaking down the structure is going to help them but you can't really break down the structure without having a structure for breaking it down. yeah that that that's <laughs> the that problem with sense. anarchy in itself uh that's one of the most important critiques against it and i think the situation which is portrayed uh in the movie right i think this is what uh, nietzsche yep. uh, warned, warned us about you know with the whole death of god and stuff yep. men uh, no longer have, men as in like people are uh, no longer have any more ideals to look up to so yeah yeah true. in this world uh of in this modernized world uh nothing makes sense and uh i think tyler durden is trying to give this give these youth uh a purpose uh a sense a, 
Tyler Durden is a Uber mensch in the situation. <laughs> uh I, i don't know yeah in a way he is yeah uh ubermensch was supposed to be this person who 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 was above who is, and beyond like a normal person in every way right he, yeah. he's like the yeah i mean niche niche proposed that basically that not every man is born equal like some are just better at certain stuff than others and these certain people who are better at it uh need to probably take up a higher standing and because they have the ability to look at things in a more open manner probably they have the ability to look at things in ways the other people cannot they are not close minded is what he was trying to talk about he 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 thought um what nietzsche felt was that uh, these ubermensch could probably make the society better because they could understand the problems before other people probably did and uh, unfortunately certain people took it the wrong way uh looking at you hitler <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i mean it's uh, it's not a uh, it's not a funny uh, I'm, i'm like yeah i'm just saying that it's just absurd that hitler thought that uh killing jews is the same as what uh nietzsche proposed with ubermensch it was uh, uh probably the most horrific um incident of the uh like probably in a uh, human uh, history but i uh, know yeah, yeah. this is a movie podcast <laughs> we do not need to go yeah, there we don't need to go there um so yeah, yeah. coming back uh, uh, yeah. we see like the legion of followers uh, which uh, tyler has amassed uh, throughout the country you know and uh, that just shows how widespread the problem is and it's amazing how like uh, small small i mean situ- situations which can be dealt with you know uh are often uh, overlooked and it it can lead to something what do you mean charis- what, what, do you, what, what do you I mean, mean by uh, i mean what do you mean by the situations situations as in like uh, the emotional health of the people right it's often overlooked oh yeah that's a really good yeah. point to make because because uh, they just look in the book in the book in the book more than in the movies i think uh, the emotional distress and uh, the mental illness part of the problem is discussed i think more than the movie yeah. what do you think uh, i don't remember much about the book uh, because i read it a long time back uh, but i think uh, both of them uh, tries to like negotiate between the uh, different aspects which they are faced with you know the character is faced with and uh, the the materialism uh, which they are offered in terms of the products they uh, buy to, to satiate their needs you know the daily needs and uh, the other kinds of needs uh, which are created uh, by capitalism right so it's in, in inevitably a critique of capitalism also uh, in the process of like critiquing uh, consumerism because uh, you see tyler asking uh, the narrator uh, like is a do it necessary for your survival the, the 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 things you own end up owning yeah, you yeah things you own end up owning I, you like we overuse that that's that's line. <laughs> yeah that's that's so fucking overused yeah uh, yeah but talking uh, talking about lines though what what is your favorite quote from the movie because this there's so many memorable quotes what is your favorite quote from the movie i don't know Rod. i i i think i like everything i guess I don't know I I like the really yeah. um, the all seeing all 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 seeing all knowing shit of the world that that part you know with the vibrating camera and stuff you remember yeah that thing oh, yep 
and it's the movie it uh, is so I mean, quotable you can literally take anything that tyler says and turn it into a quote like yeah like the one about uh on a long enough uh timeline yeah everyone survival survival drop uh, uh what survival 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 rate survival survival rate drops to a zero yeah yeah so in that situation i think it's a pretty quotable movie and i think uh, that that's one of the reasons why it it has achieved the cult status it has now you know because it's so quotable and yeah. taken out of context these quotes can seem like a really cool or flashy thing to say yeah okay uh before we go there i just want to uh give a shout out to my favorite line from the movie <laughs> it's after <laughs> Tyler and uh, Mala have sex and uh, Mala oh, says yeah. I have I haven't I haven't been fucked like that since uh, grade school. <laughs> and the funniest funniest part about it is that it's so yeah, it was changed, I mean right? it's so dark when you look at yeah it was so it's so dark when you look at it but the thing is the original line was I want to have your abortion. Yeah. That's crazy. I mean yeah and uh, yeah and another thing <laughs> yeah. that marla says you know like condoms are the uh, glass slippers of our generation uh, i was like Whoa, what what <laughs> <laughs> what really <laughs> yeah because uh, you need to find the right size <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean right size dude you can stretch a condom over your fucking head <laughs> your dick is not that big <laughs> yeah yeah but but that doesn't uh, that doesn't work with the cinderella fairy tale right <laughs> do they, do they do condoms okay. actually come in different sizes i mean what's the point yeah because uh, you know people have giant dicks like uh, me no but i literally <laughs> just kidding lit- just kidding yeah, i'm a, i'm in there with an average size dick someday you don't have to like scream about it oh. on the fucking podcast <laughs> <laughs> yeah so anyways uh, yeah coming yep. back to marla marla singer uh, yeah uh, we are here now that, that that was an example that was that was an example of uh, <laughs> penis envy uh, envy uh, if you uh, are <laughs> yeah okay now mind we are not going we are not going into the fr- okay uh, the we yeah. have to <laughs> but i think freud is a really <laughs> important <laughs> person to consider when we are talking about fight uh, fight club i think oh yeah nice segue sandeep nice segue <laughs> yeah uh what do you, what do you what do you think about the freud yeah i know i know i keep uh, distracting you from talking about mahala because i want to go there at the end because i want to talk about the other stuff i just want to talk about the narrator and tyler before we go to okay Mala. okay yeah cool uh, so what other aspects of the movie are there um the freudian aspect the freudian I aspect i mean if you obviously. take the freudian aspect you will eventually go to marla yeah we'll get there <laughs> i mean let's talk about something <laughs> else on the then uh yeah so let's talk about nihilism oh nihilism yeah nihilism is a yeah, uh, raging... ni- 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 nihil- yeah nihilism is a philosophy of edgy teenagers uh <laughs> including me when i was a Yeah I I I skip I skipped uh uh from nihilism to uh absurdism like sometime <laughs> uh, a, a little while back I mean, because I'm no longer the edgy teenager that I used I to mean, be I mean nihilism has kind of the same uh, flaws against it like uh, which anarchy has because if you're calling yourself a nihilist yeah. then you care enough to be a nihilist you know a nihilist exactly it's it's a it's a paradox being a nihilist is a fucking paradox but, but that's uh, taking things too literally to be honest i mean i, I think, think the true nihilists uh, are the are the yeah. people who are sitting in like uh, uh who are the uber drivers or something 
the really pissed off ones you know <laughs> they don't give a shit you know they they just uh, <laughs> shouting at yeah, everyone yeah they don't give a shit about their everyone. ratings <laughs> yeah they don't yeah they don't give a shit about their ratings anymore i think that's all ola and uber drivers in bangalore because they don't uh, they don't give a shit anymore because they know that even if like we won't give a bad rating to them because there are not like as it is you don't get drivers to accept your rights in bangalore <laughs> yeah and and uh, putting them into so, context you know, i think, later, I think gonna... uh, these kind of people uh, uh, are the kind of people which uh, are yeah, the ones mentioned in the movie yeah who know? will join the fight club hello these are the kind uh, these are the kind of people who will join the fight club right yeah these are the kind of people who join fight club they uh, saw it as a uh, means of like output for their vengeful uh, whatever frustration yeah, frustrations frustration. the frustrations basically yeah so uh, why do you why do yeah, you think I, like beating someone up like uh, initially it yeah, made it made no sense I, to me because uh you're frustrated at everything it, it is, and you just beat someone up and uh, somehow you gain uh freedom from it i guess it blew my mind it is an amazing feeling it is an amazing feeling i know it from the time i used to box uh, and i'm doing the air quotes right now because i i don't really know how to box but, but i i uh, in my head i knew how to box uh, because i used to uh, <laughs> work with us boxing back at the gym Yeah uh and it was the greatest feeling ever because I used to intern at that time and there was so much work and there was so much pressure and there was so much frustration and I didn't know what to do and I saw my uh the boxing bag uh just hang there in my gym and I was like okay uh it's just hanging there why don't I make use of it and I went over there punched it a couple of times and I felt really really good about myself because it's always amazing when you get to like beat the shit out of someone who can't defend themselves <laughs> yeah uh, but uh, uh, but that's what a sane person would do like punch a punching bag and it's not like the people in fight club didn't have access to gyms or anything so there there was yep. a, a particular factor which was there in the fight clubs uh which was uh, not available to them anywhere else you know so that's why they joined the fight club uh, it's it, huh? yeah because they're getting punished because they're getting punished as well yeah and and i because think that's another, another is part this a, is of this a, the nihilistic thing because they're so numb you know i thought it was people. a I, i i thought it was a part i thought it was a part of the bdsm thing oh great dude <laughs> <laughs> yeah, l- yeah laugh up about it sandeep great joke <laughs> yeah uh yeah so here, so yeah come <laughs> on this on this podcast we have serious serious discussions yeah we have serious discussions <laughs> with, with with zero with zero jokes about uh, dicks or uh, sex or whatever and cows <laughs> yeah and cows yeah no cows yeah. here wait where did that come I from i was <laughs> thinking about the pewdiepie thing to say and he always says this is the most christian channel and i think ours is the most hindu channel ever Yeah this is the most Hindu channel ever. Hinduism rocks uh, because we drink, Yeah because because we drink cow piss and uh <laughs> I mean I drink cow I milk drink, dude. I don't I I can't even I don't even I can't even I mean suit yourself Sandeep you drink piss <laughs> I drink milk. <laughs> yeah uh, come on you have to uh, uh, to be a true Hindu you have to drink piss. Hmm. That's like common knowledge. Uh, it's like it's like the mecca for Hindus you know. You you go you, into the, a cow suit. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> no 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 wonder no wonder there are so many sexual abuse uh, abuse cases against cows 
in india you you think you, you, you think we can do a freudian analysis of that Uh, okay we can do the freudian analysis of that uh, after we complete the freudian analysis of fight club yeah but just think about it like we uh, the cows are known as a mother like mother as motherly figures right maternal maternal figures so uh, these yep. lonely young boys uh, they get oedipus complex i guess oh oh my god <laughs> fuck i think you just i think you just discovered the secret of uh, I, I, the shit dude to, i should write a book I, shit I, yeah you should you should, okay uh, uh, guys we we're going to copyright this i've been going to copyright this if any of you fuckers yeah you can steal this and uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah anyways yeah <laughs> getting back to uh, what we were talking about in the movie yeah do your fraudian fr- fr- analysis yeah, sandeep you've been going on about it for the past fucking uh, 10 minutes i guess yeah uh talking about the fraudian analysis obviously uh the discussion to be had is about the mother and here in this case uh the presence of the mother or the absence of the mother like um this is a young man who has been raised by by his mother and not by his father so he obviously has a special place in his heart for her i think I don't even know. I'm just grasping at straws here. <laughs> Help me out here, Abhinav. Yeah. So you're the psychology student. You're the psychology student. Come yeah, on, throw that at me, at me Sandeep. Here. Throw that at me. And you, yes, you exactly. are the one who wanted to talk about it. Yeah. So. Yeah, but uh, yeah, but I think I I realized that uh, I made an error because uh, you can't talk about the Freudian part of the movie without talking. About yeah. Marvel thank Singha. you. Thank you, fucking And... Sandeep. You too. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me this is a christian channel no swearing please <laughs> yeah oh, it's a hindu, this is a hindu channel, channel. there's no swearing please i think hindus are allowed hindu to channel, swear no right swearing, as long please. as it's in hindi have yeah i don't so, i'll well, just don't, call you soon and you call me soon back and we are even yeah, yeah. okay soon <laughs> <laughs> wow, very yeah, mature very mature <laughs> the people who have come here to uh <laughs> Listen to a proper discussion about Fight Club. I'm really sorry because uh, I mean, that's not what you're getting. <laughs> I don't know. I so think I, you know what the story yeah, is. Yeah, that's oh. what you're. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, uh, talking about Mala Singer. Uh, Mala Singer is a <laughs> is a strange person uh, to say the least. She uh, she uh, because it's a woman, obviously. Uh, it's a lady, uh, and uh, she attends testicular cancer. uh support groups yeah so so uh which yeah, is fucked up in its own right that is you... i mean she's a woman and she doesn't have testicles for obvious reasons yeah uh is that is that a gender appropriation uh should we go there do you really want to go there no, right now it's a, it's a joke it, it's a joke it's yeah, a joke yeah. it's a joke so we'll just <laughs> skip that part <laughs> just pretend you never yeah it's a it. joke <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So Mala Singh, yeah. I think, uh, is uh, is the person who threatens to uh, destroy the whole concepts and the world which Tyler and the narrator has created. You know, and from the beginning, she's and portrayed she, as a threat. She, she, yeah, and she's a real anarchist in this uh, situation. I think uh, more than Tyler, more than uh, the narrator, she is a real anarchist because she doesn't play by any rules. Yeah, she. I think for the most part. I think. Uh, in the ways which in the ways in which tyler is the most desirable uh what is a person like all of us all the men want to be right 
yeah and i i think uh, when marla comes into the picture she's uh she's i i don't know like somehow distorting the masculine ideals which uh which the narrator has set for himself right why is that why is that i, I don't know maybe because uh she's a woman and uh, she brings I honestly don't know. She agrees to fuck she agrees to fuck him and uh it surprises him because he's an incel. Because uh he didn't know that he was fucking her until until like the later part of the movie, right? Exactly. So he, this, this is what hap- this is what happens to incels all over the world. They do not know they are fucking anyone because they're so uh trapped in their idea of in voluntary celibacy that yeah so they so cannot comprehend the try, fact that I'm, they being a, a woman agrees to have sex with them yeah so yeah that's what i'm saying like uh, what i'm trying to say is that uh, the narrator feels that uh, if if he is to be found attractive by the opposite sex he needs to be that certain ideal you know so that's why he never he he never could like see himself in a in a relationship with marla it was always tyler durden and he was always envious of that relationship right but tyler durden never had a relationship with marla tyler durden only had sex with marla because even in the movie it's clearly evident that tyler durden never had a conversation with marla he only had sex with marla yeah the conversations were always with the narrator and it, it again goes to the kind of freudian aspect of it because uh, when we uh, uh, when tyler screams out uh, i mean when the narrator acts as uh, the kind of mediator between tyler and mala in his head it uh, i think it kind of uh, probably uh, is a reflection of uh, his parents marriage where uh, he was a mediator between his dad and his mom mm, maybe uh, yeah so I don't I don't know how to follow up on that but uh you no know, but I think it's a really uh important point to bring up because uh I think uh around that time is when um the divorce rate a uh, divorce uh rates in USA were had gone up around the mid uh 60s and 70s that's when people had more freedom with regards to their marriage and stuff and uh, these were the probably the first generation of kids who uh grew up with separated parents uh the kids being narrated uh, the narrator who grew up to be a man a young man in his uh, uh, during the 90s so he's one of the first generation of kids who grew up with separated parents and uh, it's probably it was probably uh difficult for him i think in a way and uh, it's it probably uh, speaks to, uh, about how fractured relationships and a fractured family can uh it could probably go as far as fracturing your psyche and um, uh, resulting in um, serious mental illness or mental problems yeah so the the way in which i think uh, they exec- uh, like deal with these problems uh, are i guess the most disturbing part of the whole movie they go on a complete yeah. uh, like fuck spree i guess like fucking up everything and everything and uh, you can see the uh, aversion towards these morals and ideals uh, especially from the people who they choose to fight you know they uh, in the in yeah. between like uh, uh, who who was the one who chose to fight with gandhi uh that was tyler yeah so yeah so you know gandhi is seen as this uh, moral ideal person who is uh, averse towards violence 
and he he is he has almost like a sage like figure you know and fighting him i yeah. i think would me would can be interpreted as like uh an attempt to destroy those morals and bring everything everything down because yeah and they don't know why they're doing this but and no one in fight club actually knows why they're doing it they're just finding a sense of escape through mm-hmm. through the cult which it's is a... fight club and yeah yeah i mean uh, a sense of escape is what describes fight club the best because when it started out it was just just that it was a sense of escape it was a weekend thing where just uh where men just got around to express their frustrations vent out their feelings vent out uh vent their feelings out uh vent their anger out and that was it it was not supposed uh i mean fight club when it uh was initially uh started uh wasn't meant to be a huge revolution or whatever but that's just where it went yeah. <laughs> in the end so uh, what do you think about like the whole cinematic aspects of it like we talked about like the plot for a plot and the story for like the better part of the podcast right a long time yeah a lot time yeah. so we'll just skip into the uh, cinematography the camera work and everything that's involved in it like how uh, like distinct or iconic yeah. do you think it is yeah so uh, the 90s was a special time for movies in general because uh, or, and for david fincher because he released uh, two of his uh, best movies i think uh with fight club and seven and zodiac when was zodiac uh, released both- later zodiac came out in two- 2009 oh 2009 was that year oh yeah. cool yeah no he he made <laughs> yeah, it so I well that it had a 90s, uh, 60s vibe to it you know So I thought it was Yeah, really but uh, the thing is it's 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 just Jake Gyllenhaal man. Uh, in the 90s he was ta- he was acting in Donnie Darko. Yeah, dude. Oh yeah. <laughs> Donnie Darko. Cool. Yeah, that's uh, that's that's another movie that me and Abhinav bond yeah. over. Yeah. <laughs> Completely stand. Uh, but that's sto- but that story is for another time. So uh, what I'm talking about is uh David Fincher uh, and his movies uh, including Seven or Game or Fight Club for that matter. They all uh had that same sense of uh violence and a need to attack and uh go against the grain and uh in 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 certain ways it's probably uh david fincher uh, venting out his own frustrations at the uh, movie industry which fucked him over when he first started making movies uh for those who don't know uh david fincher's first movie was uh, alien 3 and um Fincher while growing up was a huge uh, fan of the Alien franchise the two uh, Alien movies directed by Ridley Scott and he was given the chance to make a sequel to it and uh, he was very excited about it and unfortunately the studio fucked him over uh, didn't let him do any anything that he wanted to do and in the end um, after a lot of uh, tension between the studio and the director a movie came out which was heavily influenced by the studio and was utterly shit and uh, he was uh, disillusioned by the whole thing happening and uh, he went on a spree of making movies which uh, captured the same kind of frustration that he felt and that's uh, really seen in fight club and that's seen in his cinematography as well it's gritty and it's very real and it uh, it and it just pulls you into the situation the way the camera moves when the dire- uh, when characters slightly move it just brings you into the uh, 
room along with them and you're ca- uh, captivated by their movements of characters uh david fincher makes your eyes look exactly where he wants your eyes to look at through his subtle camera movements and i think that's one of the best parts about uh the cinematography of david fincher and it really works in movies like this and uh and like this and seven and zodiac like uh, we mentioned before because uh it it kind of really captures the serial killer dark gritty vibe yeah what do you think yeah i i really like the cinematography and the camera work for the most part in in fight club and uh i think fight club is uh, my favorite david fincher movie uh, from from the ones i watched oh. yeah i yeah oh. because yeah? it has a I, F- fight club used to be used to be my favorite movie from all the movies that i watched of david fincher but uh, right now i think it's a straight up fight between zodiac and seven yeah yeah i think i think yeah. uh yeah in terms of uh objective filmmaking maybe uh uh those other two films are better than fight club but uh yeah. in terms of what the film means to me i think uh fight club uh like yeah definitely in that sense in that sense for me as well because obviously as we uh talked a lot about at the start of the podcast <laughs> we both have a special connection with fight club yeah so what um, do you think about the... what do you what, what do you yeah tell me yeah okay yeah. you go ahead first you go ahead first no, i'll no, let you have no, this man. one you, you tell <laughs> <laughs> no you ask me you no, ask man, me you it's fine Okay, uh let's stop acting like uh two um 13 year olds in love and uh, I'm going to ask you. Okay, what do you think about the casting choices in the movie? I think the casting choices are really amazing, right? I I can't think of any other person who would do it as well as they would. And I think I think yep. I I love Brad Pitt for like cho- uh, like doing that movie. I love Edward Norton too for like making that movie. I uh, I um and I don't know, it's it's really good. And Yeah, what I was going to ask you about was uh what do you think about the whole soap thing? You know? The, uh, the yeah, we completely thing. forgot about that. <laughs> It's a, a recurring thing that keeps on uh that keeps on happening from the beginning of the movie towards the end. I mean, the entire uh, thing revolves around I mean, soap basically. The, like he makes the fucking bombs with the soap. Uh, they meet and talk, yeah, have a conversation and, about and soap. <laughs> Yeah and the uh, thing about the soap is it's all uh the, he gets it from uh the, the, the liposuction uh, fact yeah what, what, what clinics yeah, yeah yeah and the these are clinics which are visited usually by uh, like rich well off uh women i guess yeah women and men as oh, well men. like like do men uh, and men yeah 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 so fa- uh, and uh, so is basically talking about how uh i mean the movie kind of is about how uh the poor not so well off people probably have to uh live off uh, the excesses that the uh, rich people do not really want anymore yeah and, in a and way. they do a fucking great job at it <laughs> yeah uh, the thing is uh, the things that uh, which i mean it's again it's a critique of capitalism and how and this huge the class huge, factor uh, which comes into gap uh, the huge gap between the the really the 1% and the rest of the population basically and how uh for what feels like uh what seems like nothing to uh the rich people would uh i mean it goes a long way for the uh, not so well off people yeah i think it's, and uh, it's like literally they're feeding off their fat you know like Ty- tyler is yeah, making it, money from in, their fat okay it, it 
it is a metaphor yeah <laughs> and uh, the the uh, reason why i use the word metaphor is because uh, it's something that uh, happens uh, kind of happens in the movie parasite as well directed by uh, uh my favorite uh, south korean uh, director Bo- and Bo- i forgot yeah, his Bo- name Bo- <laughs> what what bung jin ho right yeah i think so bung bong wait i i i get it right uh this time give me a second bong <laughs> bong jun ho <laughs> same as bong jun ho I, i i keep fucking it up because um i don't want to sound racist but there are like at least like three south korean directors who have the exact same name who, and who uh, and yeah, all, all, of all of whom are fucking love, great uh, so any, yeah <laughs> yeah i don't mean to be racist but it's ha- just hard to keep track of the names i'm so, i'm so sorry it's about fine, it Sunday, it's fine uh, i'm sure they'll forgive <laughs> yeah. you yeah Yeah so anyways yeah it's a it's a theme that is again uh, kind of repeated in uh, Parasite which is an amazing movie by the yeah, way yeah. one of the contenders uh, in my opinion for uh, best film of the year along with Last Black Man in San Francisco and um, Pain and Glory mm-hmm. and probably Irishman Irishman uh, yeah that's yeah. it yeah yeah so uh, anyways uh, uh, uh yeah talking about the soap further uh, there's a scene that comes uh, from the uh live which is extra- extracted from the soap right i think that's one of the that's my favorite scene in the whole movie i guess the enlightenment uh, scene uh, the which one again the uh, the enlightenment oh yeah yeah so oh, that's a, uh, yeah <laughs> that's a crazy good crazy scene crazy good scene dude crazy good scene i i can't i i didn't i don't know how we missed uh, on that would, would you believe uh, it if i told you that i I thought about trying it out. Oh fuck dude, you really screwed up, you know. <laughs> I mean, why I thought about trying it. You, you fucking yeah, you fucking I, idiot. Why didn't you call me? <laughs> I thought about doing it. I didn't say that I was going to do it because I was like I uh like we mentioned before we were pussy slayers back then. Yeah. <laughs> But if you were going to do it like uh, I, I would have done it too, you know. <laughs> Yeah, we should probably do it the next time we meet. Yeah, but yeah, like, yeah, we should, we should. Yeah, uh, in our bucket list, all yeah. the things we want to do before we die: get giant, yeah. get giant yeah. scars <laughs> on our yeah, j- back hands, and get and get matching tattoos on our asses. Oh yeah, tattoo. <laughs> we can, we can, That's we can dream. tattoo around our assholes, you know. Um, <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, so the enlightenment scene. So what sort of enlightenment is he getting because uh Tyler Tyler usually uh talks about how you you cannot be really free to do anything unless you let everything go yeah. right Yeah again like we talked about this is a very repressed society I mean uh, all the rules and regulations and all I that think, shit I think Tyler uh, just ripped that uh, quote right off from uh, Buddha's teachings or something he, right uh, uh, Yeah, a kind of yeah. <laughs> the enlightenment thing. Yeah, you could yeah, uh, Tyler uh, yeah, that's what we're yeah, trying to say. Like, yeah. So quotes, Tyler is basically uh, Tyler, the postmodern Buddha. Uh, yeah, he is Buddha and <laughs> how many like I think we're offending like literally all like every walk of life right now. People from every walk of life right Why now. Why not? What have we got to lose? I think we yeah. have like um like uh, uh, we, Yeah, we fucking offended Buddhists now. <laughs> I mean, they don't have to be offended. Like, like it's just yeah, propagation on, of their uh, ideas and thoughts. You know, it can manifest itself yeah. in different ways. It just happens to be manifested yeah. as 
uh, a psycho killer who's uh, who's about to bomb America itself. Yeah. Oh shit. Oh shit. <laughs> yeah. Wow. <laughs> change comes from within. <laughs> yeah. Change truly does come from uh, within. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah enlightenment scene yeah that, so that's about ripping the cord uh ripping the bandage off like um like you said and uh the narrator is no longer bound to follow the same rules of the society as we are and that scene in the scene where uh he beats himself in front of us oh uh, yeah dude yeah boss cool fucking fucking great scene. yeah that's 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 another that's uh, that's another amazing scene which we completely forgot to mention I, and i think i think <laughs> i seen like a pepsi ad or something which uh has the exact same premise you know he just goes into an interview beats himself up uh get the job and, and walks out like a fucking a man that he is with the giant balls of steel <laughs> wow yeah wow talking about peps talking about pepsi uh wow what a shitty segue <laughs> uh, <laughs> what do you, <laughs> what do you think about all the starbucks uh, references in the movie like uh, like every shot of the movie has a, a yeah, starbucks it's with like uh, star- uh, starbucks cups right uh, yeah and it's again another critique of uh, the mass production and consumerism and capitalism in today's society and how it's so fucking uh spread out that uh you can't escape even a moment uh in your life without uh coming into contact with any of this mass produced items whether it be Starbucks or whether it be something produced by the PepsiCo company or whether it be something produced by the Nestle company talking about Nestle fuck Nestle because they are fucking cunts and yeah i mean it's impossible to boycott all their goods but we should try as much as we can because they are fuckers who uh basically kill babies in africa what happens at the <laughs> I, i didn't know about that <laughs> tell, tell me about it uh, yeah so basically uh yeah so basically nestle uh the good guys they are uh they uh yeah like you know they have uh, they make milk substitutes and they advertise it to uh mothers uh poor mothers in africa saying that uh, this is better than your own milk and it will help your baby and the thing about uh milk substitutes uh, is that uh <laughs> yeah so uh, basically They're what happens good. is that uh they gave yeah they they gave it for free to these uh african mothers and uh they fed it to their babies uh because it, w- it was coming for free and they believe that it was better than uh their own milk and thing is uh, the babies get so dependent on them that they have to go and buy it oh no, fuck because that's fucked up after the f- uh, uh, yeah and the worst part is uh, they don't have uh, enough uh, i mean in order to um, like actually give it to the babies you have to mix it with water and the worst part about and the worst part about africa is that uh, i mean worst part about not africa i'm, I'm sorry worst part about this situation is that um, they do not have access to clean drinking water which means that they have to mix the uh, mix substitute with contaminated water and give it to their babies which results in a lot of death in in and of itself and if they do not have the money to buy the mix substitutes again the again the baby dies because they're so dependent on the mix substitutes and even if they are able to get the mix substitute and um, give uh, get uh, pure water instead of contaminated water and the, uh, even then it's not a good thing because the mix substitute does not really match up to the uh the essential nutrients available in uh, a mother's yeah, yeah. milk so basically what happens is that nestle being such fucking cunts that they are uh they uh they do not uh, i mean they haven't even uh 
they didn't even apologize for the whole shit that uh, they did and they even proceeded to try to uh, continue it um and also another note uh, they said that uh, drinking water is not a basic human right what the fuck dude I... yeah so yeah so yeah nestle uh, uh, the company uh, uh, is made up of fucking jerks and they are uh, everything that we hate about today's capitalist and uh, consumeristic uh, society yeah, and i think that's uh, the reason why we buy these fucking big companies. All these companies you know yeah that's what tyler was trying to say uh, tyler <laughs> was just against nestle yeah, i think <laughs> i think uh, these companies only apologize only if it's china yeah, yeah. um <laughs> Wow. Yeah. <laughs> oh, are we going there? Are we going there? So, yeah. Yeah, because because back to the uh, situation on hand. And uh, the thing that we started talking about and we didn't get there uh properly in my opinion is toxic masculinity again and how Fight Club is a critique of toxic masculinity but somehow uh it became the go-to bro movie. where uh it's the to- the toxicity in mass of masculinity is almost celebrated in certain circles what do you think about that yeah so like i said before the most of the films quotes uh, are taken out of context right so uh, it sounds really yep. fashionable uh, to say things like uh it's kind of like what happened with anisha and the whole uh, god is dead thing because they they yep. take it out of context and see it as something which is to be celebrated uh like god is dead so you you're free to do whatever the fuck you want but nietzsche was always like kind of warning us about the implications that can have on on the human human society so uh with uh, when most people watch it i think uh, they fail to see the uh, uh critiques which are they they fail to see it as a bad thing basically like how uh, these uh, bombings and uh, these uh, outbreaks of like fighting and uh beating each each other uh, up it's not a solution to anything yeah uh, and and uh this they somehow uh like a kind of uh, some people even uh, go to lengths in order to term uh, mala as probably a villain for invading the personal space of men which is another critique of the movie yeah yeah uh the whole testicular cancer thing even though we dismissed it as being absurd and uh weird is actually a critique about how uh women are not allowed to uh basically women are uh alienated from male dominated uh places in society and how uh people are extremely hypersensitive about their own uh what is considered to be male spaces and yeah and talk, yeah so and, that's another yeah, critique of the end of the movie uh with the the bombs eventually do set off right and the buildings collapse yep. and we see uh, the narrator and mala holding hands uh, looking at the buildings fucking crashing down so uh, i think uh, yeah. most people would see that as as a, as a yeah, win as a win yeah as, as a, a success win. of the whole project yeah and because there's no because there's no accountability because uh, uh, i mean uh, in their eyes uh, he's not ac- accountable for his action because we did not see him being held accountable for the numerous crimes that he committed and uh, how about that unfortunately that's not how it is because uh if people took the time to read uh the comics uh the uh the second part of uh, uh, the sequel to fight club basically uh he really uh does uh have to uh, he he has to face uh, certain consequences for his actions what do you mean consequences on so, yeah. you mean his kid 
yeah like he has to go like um yeah obviously goes to see a psychologist psychiatrist or something he started taking uh meds for his problem and he also uh like like the polar uh, i mean like he you know he no longer has control over fight club that's what accountability basically means here because uh he's no longer in control of this entity that he created uh unknowingly yeah and it just uh, becomes something me- which you never meant it to be you know or you never wanted it to exactly. be exactly like uh it, it it became almost a neo nazi thing like uh in certain cases like uh, they were all uh i mean uh i think uh the scenes where they uh their head is shaved off i think it's kind of like a reference to neo nazis and uh, skinheads in my opinion yeah it can because, also uh, be these are like, people, like uh, i said before like uh, people who are thing, uh, yeah. influenced by some uh, idea which seems uh very uh appealing to them but uh, but which truly is just fucking weird and very fucked up <laughs> and they just uh, sign up to it and uh yeah that's um, another thing that i I personally took from the movie I don't know about others because I haven't, I haven't really heard about the skinhead or the Nazi neo Nazi connection anywhere else. Yeah and another thing yeah, uh, so. which uh is problematic in in these kind of situations would be uh the entitlement which they feel right uh uh yeah they they feel that they're entitled to certain stuff around them and uh, when you apply this toxic kind of masculinity uh to the in real life situations uh where you are like uh, expect, expected to like uh, interact and you, not expected you have to like interact with the, the uh people of the opposite gender you know and it can yeah. lead to like uh like really heinous uh sex crimes i guess because of the because of this entitlement and i think uh yep. most case of rape they feel like uh they don't see the other person as uh a person in itself and people as a person itself yeah yeah and uh they somehow feel that uh they have rights to rights over another person's body more than the other person does yeah and yeah that's one yep. of the factors which uh can come out as a direct result of this masculinity going haywire i guess yeah yep very true and one more symbolism that i want to uh, bring up is another <laughs> famous scene from the movie his name is robert paulson so basically uh, robert paulson is this guy uh, who had uh, basically had uh, i mean he died what was it his estrogen yeah he had uh, basically this guy uh, he had uh, high levels of estrogen he had big boobs basically yeah. and he uh, he had his testicles uh, removed in part of the fight club uh, and and yeah. emasculated basically emasculated in yeah. every in, in the literal sense of the word and this was a guy who was a wrestler so this is another <laughs> scene where uh, the whole uh, masculinity and critique of masculinity is coming into picture because this is a guy who was a wrestler who is considered as uh, which is considered as one of the manliest thing to do and this guy is em- emasculated because uh, his testicles are removed and he has big boobs and uh, does that no longer make him a man and uh, that's another th- thing that we need to think about because are we just what our organs are or are we yeah, more yeah. than that are we are we uh, i mean that's uh, that's another important point uh, which leads to gender identities and stuff but that's not what uh, the symbolism that i'm trying to talk about here it's uh, after uh, this guy uh, he dies uh, after a 
Operation Mayhem activity goes awry and um, basically the narrator comes in and he's like, uh, come on guys, this is not how it's supposed to be. This is this guy has a name. His name is Robert Paulson. And they just uh, take it as some kind of a chant or some kind of a slogan no, or something. Into a martyr. It loses a... Yeah, turn him into a martyr. And uh, there's another thing, uh, and this is kind of like a symbolism for Fight Club itself because Fight Club started out as a means to escape the uh, homogeneity of uh, the society, and it was about becoming an individual again. It was supposed, it was supposed to be about uh, being a man again. And what it, however, became was this cult where uh, the members just they just uh, parroted whatever Tyler Durden talked about. uh like he uh, he said wh- whatever he uh, like talked about they just parroted and, and he said uh, his name is uh, robert paulson and they're like oh yeah his name is pa- robert paulson they <laughs> took it as some kind of a message or... <laughs> <laughs> oh <laughs> i knew that was coming sometime or the other <laughs> yeah uh, yes so so yeah i think that's another key uh, a symbolic a symbolic moment in the movie <laughs> what do you think yeah it just shows how uh, powerful martyrs are you know like how how nations are created in itself like uh, is through the deaths of these millions of people who have who have laid out their lives uh, for creating this entity yeah. right so even in the case of india we see like we are always indebted towards these uh, people who made the country what it is and we are and that and that feeling of martyrdom is what uh what unites us as as fellow countrymen and in this case uh among among the people in fight club because they died for a common cause and that cause is what uh gives them uh purpose ultimately yeah uh do you think patriotism is just <laughs> a fancy mob mentality uh fancied what do you think fancied mob mentality fancy uh is equal to patriotism okay that's that's just a joke yeah <laughs> i mean i don't think we need yeah, to go in really it's just a joke <laughs> yeah that's a slippery slope to die on <laughs> yeah so yeah, i think yeah. that pretty much sums up all our views on fight club right fight club yeah I, it's a movie which critiques toxic masculinity it uh, critiques uh, conformity it critiques consumerism it critiques uh, a lot of subtext a lot of subtext Yeah, a lot of, a lot of subtext which are unfortunately misinterpreted and misunderstood by uh a thousands of people who watch it i mean millions of people who have watched it and um the movie when it came out it was a box office flop uh fortunately it is a, a huge hugely popular movie um unfortunately not in, in the manner that it was meant to be popular and as meant by the uh director himself but uh, still it's uh, good to know that um, movies like fight club uh, which paid way for other such movies in the future in the 21st century it exists and uh, yeah so it's one of my f- uh, favorite movies and it was one of the it, it was the movie which got me into uh, yeah and for that reason i think um, both of us movies. have a special affection towards this movie yep and i don't i i don't think i can ever objectively critique the movie or objectively rate the movie give the movie what is objectivism because, uh, uh, what is objectivism <laughs> <laughs> oh come on <laughs> yeah. yeah wow is this a philosophy class or something <laughs> just a rationalism yeah 
Yeah, so if I if I go with a purely subjective like what it means to me as a film and what it uh and in that respect I would probably give it a 10 on 10 and otherwise I don't know I probably give it a 8 on 10 if I'm just critiquing it uh, critiquing it as a critic which is impossible to do because I still have this like really strong feeling for the movie uh, so what about you Abhinav Yeah so uh if you're looking at it in a personal way which we inevitably have to and all we can try to do is like uh, maintain this uh illusion of objectivity you know <laughs> and and yeah. through that lens I I think I I agree with you in giving like an 8 out of 10 because i i have seen yeah. like movies which are um, very better made than this yeah a lot yeah, a lot better so but it still holds an important place in our hearts and i think with that we sum up our review of fight club which we're not supposed to talk fight about club. but we made like a fucking one and a half hour podcast on sorry tyler durden yep. like uh me peace be with you for disappointing you yeah, may, yeah, yeah. whatever it <laughs> sure. is and, and i hope yeah. yeah i hope you don't see us as like your deceased I, children i i i i leave you guys with one final message the gun in his mouth scene at the end it's supposed to mean his own dick in his own mouth so basically he's giving himself a blow job at the end oh, oh, so damn. that's it that's a that's oh, damn. <laughs> that's a freud that's 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 a freudian message of the movie guys uh, what is a freudian message uh, hope you guys <laughs> yeah that's I a freudian that, message i think that's like the no, marilyn manson uh, message of the movie like yeah uh, manson message yeah, rem- he uh, removed uh, instead of removing instead of removing a rib cage he just uh, split his personality into two and gave himself a close up the more okay. efficient uh, way of doing it learn from him like don't yeah. fuck up your ribs just for that <laughs> yeah exactly more efficient anyways guys i uh, hope you have a great week a great week yeah i uh, hope you uh, watch something new something fun hope uh everyone stay safe yeah and i and hope you like the, this fuck, episode fuck <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah and fuck watch and fuck all the people uh fuck all uh, the people who uh, make uh life and uh the world a very unsafe people uh, unsafe place for women and uh yeah that's it yep yeah fuck rapists basically yeah signing off Bye bye signing guys. off <laughs> signing off bye this is sandeep and yep to fin was to me an obsession drama life doubt it cut out how ideas and emotions are expressed through a visual form hey guys how's it going the first There's rule a... of fight club is we did not talk about fight club the second rule of fight club is <laughs> we did not talk about fight club yeah and with the most cliched opening ever we start the second episode of second or whatever episode of close captions podcast woohoo woohoo <laughs> yeah uh, what's up guys and uh, this is abhinav and joined by me is sandeep Yeah. Hi guys. Yeah. Today, what are we going to talk about, Sandeep? Okay. If it was not evident already from uh, Abhinav's overexcited opening, we are going to talk about Fight Club. Yeah. <laughs> so Fight Club, <laughs> Sandeep. Uh, you and I have a special bond with Fight Club, right? Yep. It's it's like a gay bond we developed over the years. Uh, 
it's uh, yeah definitely Th- uh, this I'm, is I'm completely homo for you da <laughs> completely yeah me too me too uh, yeah me too <laughs> yeah, all the so. way all the way <laughs> yeah fight so club. uh yeah so fight club uh, is probably the movie uh, that brought us as close as we are and <laughs> i mean that quite literally because uh, me and abhinav we have known each other since our 8th grade or something so that's like fuck it's it's been almost like 10 years or something yeah it's been okay. almost a decade <laughs> wow i feel old yeah, now that's cool <laughs> yeah we are cool. old <laughs> yeah, and we, we have achieved nothing so how do you feel about that sandeep <laughs> uh, i feel very good about myself yeah. about the fact that i have achieved absolutely nothing in my life uh like uh, when i was in 8th grade i probably expected me to have a, a nobel prize or some shit by now yeah i'm glad to see that uh <laughs> i'll forgive you for that because we were pretty naive as teenagers you know as prepubescent yeah. young kids in kerala and, <laughs> and also i was a bit of an overachiever back then i think uh, yeah, and, a yeah. bit is yeah. putting it lightly i think <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah so anyways uh we were complete weebs back in, back then and uh, like somehow uh we stumbled upon the movie Fight Club which uh, was a which opened a f- fucking gateway through all of these beautiful movies which are out there and which we have never seen or witnessed before right yep and yeah and uh i have to thank abhinav for making me the movie nerd that i'm today because one day i opened facebook uh and i see that uh my friend abhinav he has changed his profile picture and it's uh it's a it's a weird picture and it has got a a shadow of a guy with a uh, with spiked hair and stuff and Brad like Pitt, dude. Bro, it's not a guy yeah. it's brad pitt <laughs> <laughs> yeah but it, it was not it was not evident from the picture that you posted it was brad pitt okay leave it there uh, and okay, i cool. asked and i asked him bro what is this <laughs> this is a really cool picture what is this <laughs> oh my god <laughs> you have blown my brains out what is this nihilistic quotes <laughs> <laughs> yeah and abhinav was like bro this is an awesome movie that i watched <laughs> recently <laughs> it's called I- fight club <laughs> i don't even know how i found it dude I just stumbled across it uh, on the internet somehow and uh, it was regarded as like this cult movie which all these uh, all these bros liked you know yeah like and these we complete were, chats <laughs> yeah and we were quite the bros we were quite the chats um, back in yeah we were, we were uh, we were <laughs> we were known as the pussy slayers back then right yeah de- definitely <laughs> uh, the pussy slayers in the sense that uh, <laughs> Okay, I don't even know. I was I don't know where I was going with that. <laughs> Pussy slayers in the sense that um in the in the sense that we knew everything and anything about women, you know? Yeah. We, yeah. De- yeah. Yeah, you, definitely. You just... We we knew about women who are not even from our uh, like city. I mean, I mean Sandeep was dripping sex appeal. <laughs> He yeah. walked into class and all, all the Aishwarya's just t- turned around, you know. <laughs> <laughs> No that that was no that was you uh, all the <laughs> goes of you have you know I remember oh, I remember oh, the, uh, shit. Ta- oh shit we're not <laughs> we're not going there today uh, yeah you are mistaken you are mistaken you just stick to fight club uh, okay Dude, i just uh, said sorry, i should because 
I just I just <laughs> sorry said guys but <laughs> but but Abhinav Abhinav just oh, mistook me for him man shut, shut the fuck up man <laughs> <laughs> I just said I should have because every class is bound to have one yeah okay right? so guys uh in case you didn't know this is uh, just our way of uh like showing our knowledge of the movie because uh you know as in fight up uh you got <laughs> okay spoiler alert uh, they are both the same person so uh, in the in that sense uh, me and abhinav are the same person as what uh, abhinav is trying to say here because he's just yeah, projecting we are, we are both he's no, just we are, no we are both edward norton studio you can't deny that <laughs> we are both oh, the narrator tyler yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. doesn't doesn't come close to us in any way whatsoever yeah oh, and, uh, tyler tyler in this case is probably anand because he is not here right now <laughs> Or you mean he's Anand because he's not here right now? <laughs> uh, because, <laughs> because it, it's just a narrator right now, and uh, we haven't like fully reached that stage where uh, Tyler takes over. I mean, so, uh, I, I think so, I think why so, Tyler Durden is so important and so brilliant a character is because we can all relate to him as like yeah. uh, complete weebs, you know. Yeah, he's the person that we all want to be and uh, will not be because. <laughs> Because uh, we are not Brad Pitt. I mean, I mean, look at those abs. <laughs> Because you're not Brad Pitt. <laughs> I mean, there was Man. a time when I looked at his abs and I thought, mm, "That's achievable," you know. <laughs> uh, 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 the, that was probably the first time that I ever found a man desirable. <laughs> Honestly, oh, dude, dude, Brad Pitt is fucking hot, dude. Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, would, okay. I would let him born him. I would let him born me. <laughs> yeah, you would let him born him. Okay, come. Okay. Sorry, guys, no, sorry, let's, I, I, let's make Abhinav, a human Abhinav, centipede with Brad Pitt. Oh, we'll, we'll sandwich him. Abhinav is a bit mixed up today. He's <laughs> yeah, I just woke up from sleep. I'm mixing up all the I'm mixing up all the pronouns and everything because uh, we're talking about fight up because that's what it means because he doesn't have a sense of identity right now. Y- you can't have fight club without the homoeroticism which is there. <laughs> yeah, it's it's homoeroticism though. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay, fine. Kind. Okay, kind of, yeah. Okay. And with that. Yeah. So, the people who haven't watched Fight Club, you should uh definitely watch it uh before this because we are going to spoil the fuck out of it right now. I mean, I think I already kind of spoiled it like <laughs> I mean, it's not really evident. Like a person who just plunges into it wouldn't really know what is happening. But is it, uh, is it- I don't but think there's anyone in the world right now who doesn't know about Fight Club because it's such a pop culture thing now. It's so it's so popular. Yeah, like it has grown seen... so much from where we have seen it, right? Yeah. No one definitely. literally knew about it when when we watched it. I think. Yeah, definitely not. I mean, yeah, it was pretty obscure when when you told me about it. Definitely. Yeah, but but I think th- that's a good thing in a way, and also in some ways it's also bad. because the meaning of the movie uh which i think the uh director david fincher was trying to portray right and the other chuck uh what palhunik palhunik Pal- i don't know how to Pal- pronounce it palanik palanuk uh, okay, okay we'll just so call yeah, him chuck our, our buddy chuck yeah he's our buddy chuck our yeah so chuck. so the movie uh, was intent uh, was meant to be like a critique of toxic max- masculinity right Yep. At least the movie. I I I don't know about the book. Uh I yeah, mean I think, Chuck I think the, pretty yeah, pretty fucked yeah. up shit. Yeah, and I I don't think I don't think the book same was to critique uh toxic masculinity. It yeah, just, I, I didn't feel that also. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but it, the movie I think was more better fleshed out in its critiques 
and i loved it for that reason uh, from the beginning and i still love it for the same reason because i watched it like a fucking 100 million times i think <laughs> i think uh like yeah when i was in like ninth grade i think uh, that was the only movie that i had on my uh, laptop at that point of time and for some reason whenever i was free i used to keep watch oh watching <laughs> I used to watch it over and over and over again until like uh it's just imprinted in my memory every single bit of the movie. It's just inspiring, you know. Brad Pitt yeah, like definitely. looking at you and saying you are and the all-seeing shit of the world. It was it was my world. favorite movie for quite quite a long time, like a really long time and uh 